Hey everybody, and welcome to the Jesus That's Good News podcast. This is a space where we share the gospel, aka the good news, to anyone who has a vulnerability to pull up a chair at Jesus' table with no reservation needed. Hello, Julie. Good evening, Devin. We are burning the midnight oil. It's not midnight, though. It's later in the day. It is the evening oil that we're burning. It feels a little different, doesn't it? Yeah, the sun is going down instead of it rising, but here we are. 8.42. And the sun is still kind of out a little bit. I love it. And we're happy. Have your parents uncovered their pool yet, by the way? No. Um, Probably late May. Okay. If I had to guess is when we'll take that bad boy off love it i love it can't wait to get the best all this beautiful flesh and fat and skin (laughs) shove it into a bathing suit and go to my sister's house and do the verb shove it shove it there's some shoving there's shoving and um might need a crowbar might need to lather up with some i don't know might need to lather up with some some oil just to get in there. There was a great Friends episode one time where Ross was trying to wear leather pants. Did you ever see that? And he put the the baby powder the, what and What a terrible idea. All the things. Yeah. Never. That's not <laughs> going to be episode. required to get into my bathing suit, but nonetheless. Good. We're ready for swimsuit season. Yeah. And, you know, saying all that, Devin, we may want to mention to our listeners that we were looking ahead at our schedules right before we launched on air here tonight, and we've got a lot going on. Devin, I know you've got a couple weekends with Army um, with Drill coming up and just some different things that are going on with the holidays and such. And so, friends, we want to invite you to stay tuned to us, but we're um, probably not going to be putting out something that sounded bad, but you guys know what I'm saying. We're not going to be we're not going to be um, recording necessarily every single week, but um, we'll try to keep the content on a fairly regular schedule. It just may not be every single week, at least not through the summertime. Yes, but if we're not on air that week, just know we're sending our love to you, and still feel free to reach out to us in the uh, in the in between. But like Julie said, we're going to do our best to get some good. Some good content out to you guys. Man, I think um, the past two weeks have been really powerful with both you and Taylor sharing stories um, about your church experience. And so I just want to take a minute to applaud you and my baby girl in the mm-hmm. courage that it takes just to share your story. I I think a lot of people, Devin, in some feedback that I'm getting are really resonating with that. And it's an unfortunate truth. I think there's, you know, thousands of people out there who can relate to oh, honey, I think it's, either story. I think it's more than that, unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, But I don't want to skip over the fact, Julie, we talked at the end of one of the episodes, Taylor's episode, of how we found hope. Yeah. And I want to just say thank you to you because you were my hope. Oh. And you have led me to hope. And I just... Um, just want to say thank you and that if there's anybody listening, even though I don't want to share my secret <laughs> weapon, I do want to share her. Just everybody needs a Julie. Well, and I want to thank you so much. I'm not just saying this, Devin. Thank you. That is so kind. I remember this sweet saint of a gentleman named Jerry who attended the church that I used to go to. And I remember I, I was standing up in front of the church and I was... 
um, kind of extolling his virtues because he was so kind and so generous to everyone. And I said, you know, if I want to be like anyone, I want to be like Jerry when I grow up. And I was just kind of (laughs) making a joke about being sincere. And he said, friends, don't do that. He goes, don't look to me. You always look to Jesus. Hmm. And I'm going to say that too. I appreciate those kind words, Devin. But at some point in time, I may fail you or disappoint you or, or any of our listeners, but please always just look to Jesus. Okay. He's, he's not going to fail you. So I say that with all sincerity. <laughs> and to that, oh Lord, here we're we going to keep on top of topping each other here. No, but you were the conduit to Jesus for me, and, it, and, that, and you sh- you showed me what who Jesus truly is. Well, so to that, beat that, Julie. Well, and I'm just going to go on and say this. This is the last thing we'll say in the mutual kiss butt society here. No, <laughs> but okay. So I serve hopefully as a conduit, but then I do that so that someday you can serve as conduit and our listeners can too. This is how the kingdom, we talked about this kingdom idea before we ever logged on, Devin. It's each of us sharing this love and this gratitude that we have for what Jesus has done in our lives. And so you become a conduit of that love and that reassurance. That's the beauty of the kingdom, right? Mm. Is that we're kind of all in this together. We're all sharing. I can only reach so many people, Devin. And, and, you, God is, um, you know, I, th- I can't remember what author said this, but it, he said, if you want to find out what God is doing in your life, look at who he's putting in your path. Oof. So there are people that God is going to place in your path that will never cross my path, Devin. And yeah. so what will you do when that happens? I hope that you're a conduit of that love and that grace and the good news of Jesus Christ. So that's why we're here. That's why we're here and a great segue as well into what we're going to be diving into tonight about serving, serving others, servant leadership. Yeah. Too, all the things. All the things. Yeah. So just as a segue to get into this, um, you use the word servant and I am a, Taylor has shared last week. She's a huge history nerd. She's Mm -hmm. my history nerd. We're both into history. Back, I don't know, it was like 10 years ago, she was doing a 4-H project on genealogy. So I started helping her with it, and we fell in love with it. Okay, so we've got thousands of people in our family tree on Ancestry.com. And Mm -hmm. here's something really cool, Devin, is in doing research on both sides of the family, I have, there's a history of pastors in my family Okay. That is crazy, right? Because I never thought I am. Right. And I never thought I'd be called to do something like this. And yet here we are. But I have a lot of interesting things. I've seen where cousins have married cousins and. and You stop. I'm serious. No, I'm not talking like first cousins necessarily. But. (laughs) And even if there were first cousins, I would never admit to it. But (laughs) it wasn't uncommon like a hundred or so years ago for that to happen. I'm sure, Devin, if we look far enough back on that. I know, it says the Kentuckian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I get it. I get it. Yeah. All jokes aside. Okay. But anyways, um, yeah, like there's, we went back on my mom's side, and I think my 12th great-grandfather was the Lord Mayor of London. His name was Leonard Holiday. So I don't know. Maybe Ooh. I should have gone to the royal thing they had this past weekend. <laughs> The coronation of the Char- king. Charles asked me if I wanted to come, and I declined. He just said, nah. Nah, not my scene. 
if I can't sit with Harry, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going to go. <laughs> but no, um, but one of the craziest things, not it's not even crazy, but one of the saddest things I saw was this. In the 1900 census, I saw where my third great-grandmother was uh, listed in a household nearby, in Chillicothe, actually, Devin, you know where that is? I do. And um, she had lost her husband in 1898, and she had two little boys, two boys under the age of three. And one of them was my great-grandpa Victor, by the way, that I talked about. Yeah, yeah. So she was alone. She was a woman in the late 1800s, around 1900. Um, And so she sent the boys to live with grandparents, and she worked as a servant in a household in a nearby town and it literally says on the census it has her name louisa hammond was her name and out beside it said servant Hmm. and i i was devastated when i saw that because i thought what kind of life is that to live as a servant you know and and i thought surely after everything that my great great great-grandmother had been through she deserves so much better and um did you ever watch Downton Abbey by the way I didn't you you're such a turd why would (laughs) thank you yeah you're welcome it was it was so awesome but it was like it really showed the difference between those who had like wealth and the servants who served them right and so when you're watching the show you see the discrepancy between the two, like servants are not recognized. There's no opportunity to move up. You know, it's like there's no no awards. Your name's not going to appear in the newspapers. And you're a servant. You really have no standing. And I look at I, I look at those descriptions of a servant and I'm thinking, my grandmother was a servant. Yeah. And I'm under no illusions that my family just deserved something better. We weren't Downton Abbey kind of people. <laughs> But I think deep down in all of our lives, there's a part of us that wants to be praised, that wants to be noticed, or perhaps maybe even to be served ourselves. Yeah. And so I think to get this need met, we climb a ladder. Do you know the ladder I'm talking about? The ladder of success? Yeah, I think so. Are you familiar with Mm. the ladder? Do you have that (laughs) ladder hanging in your garage somewhere, Devin? Unfortunately, I do. I think a lot of people do, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea is, is that right if you if you get to the top of the ladder, everything will be good. Everything falls into place, right? Yeah. I'll be happy then. Oh, that's yes. So the idea is that you can't be happy right now. Mhm. But I'll be happy keep climbing. There it is. You got to keep climbing, right? Because doggone it, I deserve that success and that status and that recognition. And I think a whole lot of people live their lives climbing ladders. Devin, we'll call them ladder climbers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I would even suggest to you that it's hard getting off the ladder once you get on. And so here's what I want us to do. I want us to have that mindset of like, what is it that we think someday is going to make us really happy? And then I want us to look at what the Apostle Paul says in Philippians, Devin, I love the book of Philippians. We we tore that apart when we did Bible study like a year ago. Yeah, it's gone. We we tore it apart. Yeah, it's it's just it's gone, right? Like it yeah. disappeared because we just ripped it a new one. 
Can you say that about a book of the Bible? I don't know. <laughs> it's just so good. So before we, I'm going to have you read a little bit of the scripture here, but I want to set context because as we said, context is everything. Context is everything. So I love this entire, you guys, I love the book of Philippians. It's wonderful. And so let me explain real quick what it is. It's a letter that Paul wrote. He was in prison, you guys. He was in prison and someone from the church in a town called Philippi, they, they took supplies and probably food and maybe some clothing and they sent it with this gentleman to deliver to Paul in Rome when he was in prison. And so Paul is so filled with gratitude and he loves this church so much. He's like, he, he like planted a church there and he's like, you guys believe, but I want to take you on a, on a, like even a higher level. You guys are doing great at the church, but now let me encourage you to step up your faith a little bit. So this letter is not a butt-chewing kind of letter. If you want a butt-chewing, you can read Galatians. That is a butt-chewer. So yeah, he's just wanting to take this group of believers to a higher, like a higher level of understanding and just encourage them in their faith. And so here we have, which is a great irony, by the way, Devin, Paul's in jail and he doesn't care. He's like, I love life. I love God. Yeah. Let me, let me keep doing this. Let me keep serving. Let me keep touching people. And remember, we did a message on, I think we called it the verse you thought you knew. And it was all about Philippians 4.13. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Jinx. With the eye black. With Tim, Tim Tebow. Yeah. Yes. So I think Paul is really wanting to address any of the ladder climbers that live in the town of Philippi. And kind of make sure they're not getting too full of themselves. Not that any of us listening today would ever get too full of ourselves. I know that our listeners, Devin, are the most humble people. Full. Just the sweetest, sweetest angels. <laughs> I actually think they are pretty sweet. But I think we could all grow in humility a little bit. That's where we're going here. So, yeah, Devin. Oh, so if you guys have your Bibles at home, Philippians 2, verses 5 through 7. But Devin, I'm going to have you read that, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Okay, so notice, thank you, Devin, notice right up front it says, in your relationships with one another in your relationships with one another and if you skip down the the theology there at the end of verse 7 it says in your relationship with one another take the nature of a servant mm -hmm. and why do we do that well he explains why because that's what jesus did it was in god's nature to be a god who served jesus being in the very nature of god became a servant he became like my grandmother. He became low. And it's really interesting the way this reads. Like when I, the first time I ever read this, Devin, and maybe you would agree with me on how to, how to read that, I would think, okay, so here it says, um, you know, Jesus, even though he was God, you know, he decided to bite the bullet and become like us. Is that the way you kind of interpret it? Yeah. I'm going to challenge that, that theory and say, bring it on. I don't think that's how it should be interpreted. 
it's not that Jesus is saying, well, doggone it, golly gee, I think I'll go ahead and um, hide behind this human flesh and I'll go ahead and become become like a human. I'll just, I'll go ahead and debase myself and lower myself. No, here's the way I see it, Devin. It's not that in spite of the fact that he was God, that Jesus became a servant. I think we should understand it as this, that precisely because Jesus was God, he became a servant. Hmm. We see through Jesus that it's God's nature to serve. Hmm. And that seems really, really odd to say. See, I don't think, though, when Jesus became human, he wasn't disguising who God is. I think he was revealing who God is. Yes. Man, think of all those clips, Devin, that we've watched from, um, from the Chosen series. I mean, everything from the, the leper that got dropped down through the ceiling, the man who had leprosy, right? And we, and thought God was mad at him. Um, the uh, woman who was bleeding and reached out and touched his garment. I mean, in all of these instances, he is revealing who God is. And what do we see in those instances, Devin, of, of Jesus as he represents God? What do we see about the heart of God in each one of those episodes? That he's serving others. Yeah. He's not walking around touting himself that, you know, I'm Jesus and, oh, hope you feel better. <laughs> no, he's the hands and the feet. Yeah, the hands and feet of God. He yeah. came to show us what God is like. Like Jesus wasn't interested in filling arenas. Right. Or how much he could charge at the gate. Or how popular he was. Yeah, or he, he didn't walk around saying, I have a new book coming out. <laughs> Right. Um, you can get a great deal on Amazon, but um, no, he wasn't about that. And as he walked around and revealed the heart of God, man, we find that this is a God that we can fall in love with. And even more so, this is a God who loves us back. So here we have Jesus who thinks it's the best way to represent this love or to model this love is to become a servant. He's going to become one who serves others. So we know what Jesus does first. He gathers around 12 individuals, right, Devin, who are, who they're like the beginning of the kingdom. They're like your starter church. And he starts to, to, to like teach them, you know, about the ways of the kingdom. And he says, man, if you're looking to climb a ladder, this isn't the group you want to belong to. Now, the irony about this little community that Jesus has is that the, some of those bumbling idiots, some of the crazy ones in the twelve. Like, they became so full of themselves. Here they're walking around following Jesus, and some of them even had the gall to say, like, of all, like of the 12 of us, Jesus, which one do you think is the greatest? They brought their own mini ladder. They're trying to climb... That's it! Yes. ...their own ladder of who the best disciple is. Yes, and Jesus is like, you little ladder climbers, say that real quick. <laughs> say it. No, I'm serious. Say little. <laughs> you little ladder climbers. Say it again. Your your little ladder climbers. Yeah. So all you guys listening, I want you to say that it's a it's a mouthful. Little ladder climbers. Jesus is like no room for this. And it's crazy. There was a, a fantastic little um, battle between James and John, and the rest of the disciples, who um, they actually had the gall to come up to Jesus and said, 
when you come into your kingdom, Jesus, like when, because they're still thinking Jesus is going to establish, like they were so dense, they didn't get it. They still thought he was going to establish like maybe a big palace and a big kingdom here on earth. And they're like, when you come into your power, can we sit one on your left and one on your right? And he's like, are, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. you've got to be kidding me. And so I think he gave like a lot of lectures, Devin, like he told stories. You remember the story of the Good Samaritan? Of course. He told that story about trying to get them to understand, you know, what the kingdom was like. Serving yes. one another. Yes. When a lot of people thought that somebody shouldn't be served. Yes, right. And, and he talked about how, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that when you go to a feast where you should sit... Mm-hmm. He's like, forget that. Yeah, you need to take the bad seat. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to embarrass yourself trying to climb that ladder. And like one of our favorite parables, and I, I think maybe we'll talk about it sometime, was the separation of the sheep and the goats. And I don't know if you remember that. And it was like, you know, some of you walk around thinking that you're all that. But when I was hungry, you never fed me. When I was thirsty, you never gave me something to drink. Right? We, we're going to have to dive into We're going to have to dive into that. Absolutely, we will. One. It's really good. So I think what Jesus decides is like, I'm telling these guys great stories, and they're not getting the point. Yeah, and even, was it John who, he even wrote, like, the one who, whom Jesus yes. loved? <laughs> yes, at least. About himself? Yeah, at least six times. <laughs> at least six times. <laughs> I know that, you know, I did notice the couple times that I've hung out with you and your family that when your brother Zach is around, that mm-hmm. you that you you usually walk in and you say, Mom, Dad, the one whom here you, I am. The one whom you love is here. And you're the one whom you love yeah, has you, arrived. Can you imagine talking about yourself like the one you love is here, everybody I mean That's John. Don't be a John. In more ways than one, folks. In more <laughs> ways than one. Don't be a John. But yeah, so I think Jesus is like, they're not picking up on my words. So I'm going to show them what this looks like. So I, I've talked about love. I've talked about coming down that ladder of success. Stop being, you know, stop pursuing um, status and stop pursuing recognition and stop pursuing power. And he's like, I, I'm going to show them what this looks like. And of all times, it was the last time they gathered together. And we alluded to this a couple weeks ago. The last time they gather together. And they're getting ready for the Last Supper. And, and imagine that you're there and you're, they're, they're having dinner in an upper room of a, of, of a home um, there in Jerusalem. And they've been walking around. And we talked about this, Devin, what their feet must have looked like. And oof, beat up. Yeah, and like, I never thought about this until today, um, but there would have been like donkey poop on the road. <laughs> Just smushed in between their toes. Just... <laughs> it's gross. Any good host would have had a servant, and the servant's job would have been to get a bowl of water and a towel and wash the people's feet as they come into the home. And I think you said this a couple weeks ago, probably one of the most disgusting jobs ever. Mm-hmm. Would you let me wash your feet the next time I come to Cincinnati? I mean, <laughs> I'm not I, like, I don't really, I'm not really asking to do that. 
Right, but like even just putting yourself in that position. Yeah, the sheer silence that you just yeah <laughs> that you just says everything says everything. Yeah, it's just I, the vulnerability on both ends. It's yeah, definitely. And so here we have Jesus who is done talking about what love looks like. And so he, you know, probably ties his tunic up around his waist and he bends down with a towel in the water and he asks if he can wash their feet. And Peter was not happy about this. I think if you look at the DJT translation, do you know what that is? I don't. The Devin and Julie translation. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... You got me there. uh, I think Peter said, oh, hell no. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to do that. You're not going to lower yourself. Jesus, get, get your ass up off the floor. (laughs) Swear jar. Where's that swear jar when we need it? Get up off, that's right. Get up off the floor. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing down there? Get up here. You're embarrassing me, Jesus. That's it. You're exactly right. It, he was Jesus, here he was taking the form of a servant and lowering himself, making himself absolutely nothing. And they just could not hardly comprehend that Jesus was about to wash their feet. And I heard a pastor say one time, and I love this, that love drove Jesus to his knees. Ooh. He didn't just say he loved his disciples, but he showed them what love looked like. And Jesus gets down on his hands and knees, not in spite of being God, but because he was God and it was in God's nature to serve. And he takes the water and he takes the towel and he starts to wash his feet. Mm. Precisely because he is God, Jesus takes those dirty, unclean feet with his own hands and washes and dries them off and then Devin, if you have this in front of you, it's so powerful, you guys. He he summarizes his action of putting love into action. He summarizes it in John 13, starting in verse 12. Devin, will you echo the words of Jesus here? It's just absolutely beautiful. Do you understand what I have done? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. The big word or the big sentence there is, I have given you an example to follow. It's dang, not dang, about... Dang, dang, dang. Mm. That really makes me reevaluate, like, How's... have I figuratively washed somebody's feet? lately Mm. the example was set yeah have i been serving others yeah can you humble yourself so that your life tomorrow and and i'm by the way this is not a um disclaimer against doing a job and doing it well that's not what i'm saying but if your mission in this life is only about the pursuit of of those things which eventually will go away, whether it's um, prestige, if you will, or or more money, so to speak, or recognition. Jesus is saying, watch yourself, because I didn't spend my time here on this earth pursuing those things, but rather I'm one who would take a towel and a basin of water 
and serve others. We talk about this all the time, Devin. It's a totally upside down kingdom. It doesn't make any sense. You know, so many of us are thinking we're too sophisticated or too important or too busy. And Jesus is saying, pick up a towel. Right. We're never exempt from serving one another. Never. Never. And just before the episode started tonight, Devin, you and I were talking about that. I I happened to go into a gas station this morning. Mm-hmm. And I didn't serve anyone, but maybe kindness is the simplest way to serve others. And I could tell that the lady that was working there probably had had a difficult life. And I walked in to pay for my gas and I could tell she she had a a sleeve, you guys, like a tattoo sleeve. Um, And it was very intricate. Now, my daughter Taylor will tell you, I'm not a fan necessarily of tattoos. (laughs) Do you have one, Dev? I have a few. A few? (laughs) Yeah. More than one? Oh my gosh. It's more than one. That's a friendship deal breaker, by the way. Oh, shoot. Don't you remember Jesus saying, thou shalt not get tattoos? (laughs) Nope. No, he never said that. He never did say that. But I saw this lady and I thought, man, it's not going to cost me anything. And so um, I handed her, or I actually, I grabbed a chocolate milk and I was paying for that too. And um, she reached out and I noticed the, the tattoo and I said, man, I, that is a beautiful tattoo. And her face lit up and she's, she was like, thank you. Yeah. And I'm hoping that no matter what else happened during her day, I hope she remembered someone's kindness. I mean, and that's little, you guys. Jesus is saying, you, you want to up the ante, pick up the towel. Hmm. Right? And I'm, I think it's a challenge for us because it's like I have here in our notes, I think we're all living in Ladderville. Yes, we are. And we get hung up on the ladder. Sometimes we we forget what's going on around us and we get so focused on climbing that ladder that we forget every everything good happens at the bottom I mean, I'm, of the ladder. I'm not just saying this. I mean, why why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it's society. I think it's what we think matters in this life. It's just really hard to live humbly, isn't it? And it's, it's, there's a difference between doing your job well, um, and there's nothing wrong with being successful, but also though, remembering what our priorities are. If we're, if we're kingdom livers, if you're ladder climbers, you have a certain priority, but if you're part of this upside down kingdom, your priorities look a little bit different. And you guys, I'm not saying I've, I've mastered this. It's hard. But that's why Jesus modeled it for us. He didn't just talk about it, but he did it. And I think what's important, too, to touch on, and Julie, I'll send this to you. You've probably already seen it, but there's a great illustration of Jesus washing. It shows maybe 10 people and Jesus washing the feet of these 10 different people. And in one box, you'll see a Republican or like mm. Donald Trump. Yeah. In the next box, you'll see Jesus washing the feet of Joe Biden. Yeah. In the next box, you'll see uh, Jesus washing the feet of a nurse. And mm. you can tell that they've had like a bad day. The next yeah. box, you'll see Jesus washing the feet of somebody with a pride shirt on. Right. Right. Um, and so on and so forth. You're going to see people from 
police officers to teachers to um, African-American to Jewish. You get my point. Right. To anything that would separate what we would view as separators. While we're climbing the ladder, we're also climbing our own ladder. Yeah. Or the ladder that we best see fit. Yes, that's right. That's right. Right? Mm -hmm. And our eyes are only focused on our ladder where Jesus is like, A, get off the ladder. Again, I want to point this out. (laughs) Not that he cares that we are trying to, you know, better ourselves, but don't be chasing things that will take you away from Jesus's heart. Right. Because he knows those things can become idols, by the way. Exactly right. So, yeah, all that to say, he didn't care whose foot was in front of him. He was going to wash them anyway. Yeah. Beautiful example. He was not a respecter of persons. He didn't look, you know, and he doesn't do that with us. He doesn't look us up and down and think, well, gee whiz, I don't know. Look at Devin today. I don't know if she's worthy of having her feet washed. It's not about that, friends. And Devin, I think you and I consider ourselves as people who are trying not to live in Ladderville, (laughs) right? But trying to live as honestly and lovingly as we can in the kingdom of God. And I, you know, I hope... I I think about Taylor and I hoped that as a parent, you know, that I modeled for her what that looked like. That was my goal as a parent. And I, I remember, oh gosh, when Taylor was little, you know, you always wonder what your kids are going to be when they grow up, you know, and I I tried to talk her out of being a teacher, but she wouldn't listen to me on that one. Um, but really, in retrospect, Devin, I would, I would say I made a mistake because I think instead of focusing so much on what I thought Taylor should be, I hope I focused enough on who Taylor would be. And what I mean by that is this. Like, I want Taylor to be generous and to be a grace giver. And I want her to be a servant and to be humble to those around her. Because no matter if Taylor would be working at a McDonald's or teaching students, I don't care. But that's the kind of kid I wanted her to be and I still want her to be. And I think that's what Jesus says of us. I don't care if you're working at McDonald's, if you're teaching, if you work for the Ohio State University. (laughs) Or if you're down there in Kentucky. I want you to be generous. I want you to be a grace giver. I want you to be a servant. And so friends, I would just simply ask, these days, are you looking to be served or to serve others? Are you motivated more by the latter or by the towel? It was interesting. Paul says a lot in his writings, let this mind be in you. And so it's my prayer that we would have this mindset and that our hearts would be transformed, that we would be towel bearers instead of ladder climbers, not in spite of our position in life, but because we are our father's children, that we are reflecting the heart and the love that God has for us. And doggone it, Devin, that love is contagious. And sometimes we can't just hold it in. Don't be hoarders. You got to be really careful when you say that word, you got to make sure you (laughs) emphasize the D. Or else it turns into whores. And we don't want anyone to be... We don't want any of that. We don't want whores or hoarders, folks. We want you to be... Towel bearers. There it is. Towel bearers. 
So, Devin, like tonight, I want to do something a little different. What? I want to end with this prayer. It's a common prayer that you may have heard um, in churches, but I, I love it. A lot of times, this is a prayer confession before you take communion, and that you confess that, man, sometimes you just don't love the way that Jesus loves enough. And sometimes you've committed sins uh, where you've actually hurt people by doing something to them or saying something about them. But Devin, sometimes that we, we call those sins of commission, but sometimes I find I'm most guilty of sins of omission. Those things that I have failed to do that God has put on my heart. Mm. Those words that God has called me to say, those hugs that he's called me to give, right? Those kind words that he's called. I've omitted those. I, I've skipped over those. I've decided not to do that. So I'm going to pray this prayer for all of us, and then we'll go from there. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. And we have failed to be an obedient people. We have not done your will. And we have broken your law. And friends, that would be the law of love. We've rebelled against that love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. And then free us for joyful service. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And may it be so. There it is. <laughs> Man, we should be excited at the thought of an opportunity to go out tomorrow and serve somebody. Yes. I pray every morning on my way to work. I say, you know, Lord, if there's an opportunity to shine your light, I pray that you just prepare me for oh, it. Oh, man, I love that, Dev. It could be as simple as texting somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time and just saying, hey, I'm thinking about you and I'm sending love your way. Yes. Boom. That's it. You don't know what impact that could make. I know. Who doesn't want to hear that? Who wouldn't be happy to get a message like that? Man, why do we hold it in? Give it away, friends. Let's pick up the freaking towel, people. Pick it up. So while we're picking it up, just a reminder to check us out on our Jesus That's Good News Facebook page. We'd love to connect with you there. And in the meantime, you know, just in case we were to, you know, take our summer break, we'll keep you posted on if there's a new episode coming or not. Sure, yeah. Also, if you like the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Mm -hmm. So until next time, on behalf of Julie and myself, here's to the good news. May we be it, may we seek it, and may we spread it. So pull up a seat, bring your towel with you. Mm. There's no reservation needed. Be well, friends.